Welcome back to That Entrepreneur Show. I'm your host, Vincent A. Lancey. And I'm Rich Rosinski. For the third episode of season eight, I am excited to bring on an entrepreneur who can help each of you listening on today. After experiencing the change of life with the pandemic we just went through, I think we all learned our online presence is huge for our businesses. Today's guest is a marketing expert that has extensive experience to help you grow and thrive as soon as you finish listening today. Each week, I interview a different entrepreneur from across the globe. I will continue to offer episodes in all industries to provide you with many different perspectives. You never know which motivational journey will inspire you most. Each guest will take you through their story and help you learn from their successes and lessons learned. My guest on the show today is someone who heard the show and wanted to join the community. His entrepreneurial resume certainly speaks for itself, and I am honored to bring his story to the show. He has always had an entrepreneurial spirit, a creative mind, and a desire to succeed. Like many of you listening on, he switched majors, and after graduating, he searched for a corporate opportunity. Eventually, he hit stagnation in his growth and needed something new. This happened to coincide with the 2008 recession, and after not being able to find a suitable position, he embarked on his own and became the founder of Tragic. Since then, he has continued his own endeavors and also spoken at San Diego Startup Week, gives quarterly tech talks for the San Diego American Marketing Association, and is also currently nominated for San Diego's Top Tech Awards. I'm excited to learn more about this journey, so allow me to now introduce Rich Rudzinski. Rich, thank you so much for joining the show. Vincent, thank you so much for having me. I'm like, like you mentioned, I'm a huge fan of the show and just really excited to be on and uh, be able to, you know, share a little bit about my journey and some of, uh, you know, my takeaways from being an entrepreneur for the past uh, 12 years now. Well, congratulations on all your success. I'm looking forward to it. Would you mind please introducing yourself to our listeners and previewing your story without giving away too much of your entrepreneurial journey? Definitely. Uh, I'm, my name is Rich Rizinski. I'm the founder and CEO of Tragic Media. We are a software and uh, technology consulting firm. We're based in San Diego, but our team is all over the United States and we help businesses of all sizes from you know entrepreneurs and startups to big Fortune 500s build, scale, and support modern uh, technologies from web, IoT, cloud, you know, wherever it might be. Yeah, I think it's a great service, especially now where your social media platform, your brand is, it's huge. It's everything. Yeah, everything. Everything's digital, you know, and I think uh, a lot of companies, you know, whether you're, you know, building your own custom software or whether you're using existing SaaS products, you know, it, it's it's something that you, a lot of times as you start to scale, you really just need that technical backbone to help you get to that next level, whether it's helping you with your WordPress site, your Shopify site, or just building, you know, some some crazy, you know, device connected IoT product, you know, we can help you kind of get there in steps uh, and and to reach your goals the way that makes the most sense. Experience in the world of music, I will now introduce the entrepreneurial journey of another musician entrepreneur in Justin Timberlake. Many remember him from either NSYNC, the popular band of the 90s, or that Super Bowl halftime show, but he has been in the music business since 1998 and has since branched out into other areas including the Southern Hospitality in New York City. He's launched a clothing line sold through Bloomingdale's with a friend, and he's even added a record label, 10 Min Records, to his portfolio. Let's do it. Great. So when did you realize that you either weren't happy with what you were doing 
or you needed some kind of change to truly start your entrepreneurial journey, we may have an idea when it happened, but please share your story. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I've always kind of had an entrepreneurial spirit, always, you know, had little businesses and stuff, you know, when I was younger and everything. Um, but as you kind of highlighted in the intro, it really happened during that 2008 recession. Um, I had uh, switched careers and gotten into, uh, you know, digital software, um, software development, and uh, had really learned a lot very rapidly um, and wasn't getting the recognition within my, you know, existing company at the agency I was at. Um, you know, I wasn't getting those those promotions and the raises and everything else is, you know, <laughs> what I was looking for as I was trying to rapidly, you know, grow my career. Um, and, you know, at the time I just kind of got frustrated and I uh, was looking for a job. I wasn't finding anything available because of the recession. And at the same time, my consulting had started taking off, um, you know, in the web it, industry, like a lot of people just do stuff on the side, you're helping out your friends, your family, you know, colleagues, referrals or whatever. Um, and my consultant had started having a lot of work on the side. And I was just like, Hey, there's almost enough here to support myself. I'm just gonna go in all in on this consulting. And that way I can kind of be detached from the day to day and really focus on looking for a new job. So you that mentioned, yeah, yeah, you mentioned <laughs> you got into this tech space well ahead of the rush. But where did you come from in college? What was that major that you studied? thinking you're going to find this corporate career for? Yeah, uh, originally I was, uh, you know, really focused on uh, pursuing uh, the music industry. Um, I was a sound engineer. That's what uh, most of my uh, college uh, background is in. I have a, a good amount of computer and uh, engineering classes as well, but I, I took a lot of music uh, and arts classes and uh, was originally trying to pursue uh, live sound, you know, just being an, a sound engineer, I uh, did a lot of live sound here in San Diego um, and had, you know, worked with a couple different bands, you know, touring around, you know, in, in local areas and stuff. Um, but I didn't want to move back to LA. And, you know, to do sound, you really got to be in LA. Um, <laughs> so uh, that's kind of what, you know, at some point I was just like, this isn't working out. There's not enough opportunities in San Diego. I don't really want to move okay, I have all these other skills, which of these is, you know, really uh, marketable or can I, you know, get something with? And that's where I really started getting into the web and, uh, you know, software development and everything. Well, it looks like you're happy and that's part of the, the goal of any job and you realize they're running your own business. A lot of people will do those 100 hour weeks just to be happy. But Rich, what is one or two of the most difficult parts of being an entrepreneur for you since you've been on this journey on your own? Um, you know, I think there's, I mean, there's a lot of, you know, difficult parts of being an entrepreneur. Um, my journey, you know, was, is been a very organic one. Uh, I think that kind of got cut off a little bit on the last thing, but like, you know, I built this for my own solopreneur. So I was doing this as consulting, doing my own thing, and then formed it into a business, realized that there's this opportunity to grow this and scale this. Mm -hmm. um, so I didn't necessarily approach it like a lot of modern entrepreneurs would, where you're going and you're building, you know, uh, getting your funding, you're building your team and doing all these other things, you know, it's a little bit more of an organic journey. And because of that, there's a lot of ups and downs and trials and errors. Um, I think, uh, you know, two of the, the most difficult things that I would say are like, you know, just the grind. It's a lot of stress, you know, it's you trying to build your vision with whatever tools and opportunities you have available to you. And sometimes it can feel, you know, like you against the world, you know, trying to trying to get over there, trying to find those opportunities. Um, and so, you know, by that, you know, it can it can really be a lonely journey, you know, uh, can put a lot of stress on your relationships, uh, can put a lot of stress on your finances. Um, I think so much of today's 
social media and everything, you know, all you see is all these startup successes and all these people that are making billions of dollars and just get all this funding and everything. They don't really highlight the struggle and like that this was their fourth startup that they, you know, tanked three other companies and lost millions of dollars, you know, or that they were sleeping on their, you know, mom's couch for the last, you know, two years as they were getting this thing, you know, going. Um, and I think it's important, like, yes, you know, some people get have an easy path, but for most people that are an entrepreneur, it's, it's, it's a struggle. It's a lot of long, long nights, like you were, you know, kind of uh, alluding to, and um, you really need to just, you know, believe in what you're trying to create and, and really have the desire to build something yourself. Um, otherwise, you know, it's really, I don't think you're going to get the satisfaction from all that hard work. I really enjoy that answer. And I like, as we spoke about before the show, one of the goals is to really help people with the stuff that we struggled with because yeah, there's absolutely. no textbook and you have to really learn from believing in yourself. I like that too. If you go out there with that mentality, you're learning about something you're passionate about. I found for me that I'm much more open to new information and open to absolutely improvement when it's something I actually care about rather than caring about the paycheck. That that's actually a really good good point too. Is like the ability, to, you know, like being an entrepreneur. You know, uh, you always have to be learning. You know, and you always have to be willing to learn. Like you can't assume that you know everything um, about. You know, like I, I I'm really big on entrepreneurs should really you know ideally pursue something in a space or industry that they're familiar with, so they really understand the you know pain points of the customer of of the businesses and everything because it's going to be a lot more easy for them to find that success. Um, but even with that, you can't know everything about that. And you always have to be listening to the problems of others and to the changes of your industry, of your space, uh, so that you can, you know, be evolving and growing, uh, you know, your product or, or your service. Incredible advice right there. And it's the truth. You have to always be learning. But speaking of learning, let's look back on some lessons learned here, Rich. What is one of your greatest failures or lessons learned? And what did it teach you? Why is it still on your mind today? Um, yeah, I mean, it was, uh, let's see, uh, end of 20, you know, I mean, this whole journey for me has been nothing but failure. You know, it's, it's all about like making mistakes, learning from those mistakes and not making that mistake again. Um, you know, I, I've kind of built this a little bit by trial by fire, uh, more so than I think uh, a lot of entrepreneurs do. Um, but that's just kind of the software consulting industry. You know, when I started this in 2009, think about what the web looked like compared to like what, you know, yeah. applications, everything today, that's a lot of change and you always have to be kind of evolving and, and growing with that. Um, but in like kind of 2017, 2018, uh, I actually had a huge stumble with my business and uh, it's, it's cliche, but it's one of those classic, like I was working in the business, not on the business, you know, and I got too tied into the weeds of the day to day and I wasn't running, I wasn't steering the ship and we, we hit hard and, um, you know, I pretty much lost almost my entire staff uh, and had to repivot, re-strategize, reformulate, and then regrow and then like, through that regrowth, I was able to better structure my company. I was able to bring on, uh, but you know, a couple of people stuck around that were like, you know, the really core people of my business, but really had to bring on a lot of new talent. Um, and it ended up being a really great thing for us because it allowed us to kind of shed um, where we were kind of stuck in the industry and really like make that big jump to that next, you know, kind of echelon of that. Uh, but it was a very challenging time and it, I learned a lot of lessons there, um, both from like how to, you know, how I should be better financing and managing uh, my cash flow and stuff for the business, um, you know, being able to oversee, um, what's it called, uh, 
employee uh, success and, and, and measure that and make sure that when employees aren't doing well, that, you know, you're taking action quickly on that. Um, and then, you know, overall, like, you know, having a clear vision for the where we're going in our destination and making sure we're taking the right steps to get there. I like that last piece, especially where you touched on monitoring your employees closely, getting ahead of problems before they occur. What is a piece of advice you can offer into that aspect to help our listeners? Because that is such an important thing. I obviously am a small, small ship right now, but in someone like you who has a bunch of clients, employees, how do you stay on top of it? Uh, it's hard. And I've, I mean, I've been burned lots of times, like, uh, you know, before all this COVID stuff, like we were already a remote team. Uh, we had a couple of people in office, but we've, we've been growing as a distributed team for the past, like, you know, four or five years or so. Um, so learning how to manage remote employees without being overbearing, like I'm not, if you, you know, find me and look at me in social media, like I'm not going to be an overbearing, like, you know, CEO and stuff. So um, finding that line where, you know, I, we don't have like, you know, uh, screen recorders or anything on them. Uh, and we, I also offer very flexible schedules with my company in order for people to really live their life and be able to, you know, do really great work for me. So it makes monitoring that a lot more challenging because not everybody is just sitting there nine to five Pacific time. You know, some of them are on the East coast. Uh, some of them are taking breaks during the day to manage their family or whatever. Um, and so, uh, one of the big lessons from it is, uh, you know, the mantra, uh, higher, slow, fire, fast. <laughs> when you see a problem, take care of it because that problem is the roots of that problem are always deeper rooted than what you see at the surface. So you see a surface problem. And then once you rip that out, you notice that like, you know, that is really caused problems so much deeper in your organization. Um, and, uh, and then, you know, in terms of like monitoring and stuff, it, it's all about, you know, setting metrics, making sure that your teams are achieving those metrics that you're monitoring that they, that they understand, you know, what is expected from them in their job and that you have, you know, you're making time to do the check-ins that you're monitoring, making sure people are, you know, logging their hours and, and accomplishing their tasks properly. And when they're not, you know, you give them a warning and then, and then you take some action. I love the advice there. That's definitely very, very valuable to all business owners, but I like how you're very, very passionate about success. You do the little things you're learning always. It's come up a few times on this show. If you could choose to have a conversation and learn from any entrepreneur, dead or alive, Rich, who would you sit down with? Um, this was a toss-up. You know, I knew this question was coming, and I was just like, you know, who who do we pick? Um, I think you know, two of my like entrepreneurial kind of like idols are are uh, Richard Branson and Bill Gates. Um, I think that they're both just uh, visionaries in their own rights. Um, but I think I'd have to go with Branson. I think he just really embodies what it is to be an entrepreneur. He's just, you know, such a cool guy, uh, has a really great vision, builds amazing companies, amazing services and products. Um, and, you know, like I said, I think he just really represents what, you know, entrepreneurs are trying to achieve, you know, uh, what we all, you know, kind of want to be is just this, you know, business owner that's building these cool businesses, you know, creating new services and new products that are helping people and pushing, you know, our society further um, and just doing it in a really cool way with a lot of swagger, you know? Yeah, they definitely are visionaries. And I love the Richard Branson story, especially too, because of yeah. how he really started from just taking a chance and really micro risk, I guess. And then now how it blossomed all the way up. But let me ask you this now, where would you have this meet? If you could pick a spot for either meeting, where in the world, describe that scenery for us. I think that, uh, you know, the best meetings are always just the low key ones, you know, let's go, you know, grab a beer somewhere, you know, dark little spot and just really like, you know, 
dig into the to intricacies, really understand like and unlock the mind there. You know, like I'm not, I don't want to know his like, uh, you know, finance sheets and, and other things. You know, I want, I want to get into the brain of what it is, you know, to be an entrepreneur from his perspective and understand like how he sees the world and how he assesses risk and, and how he makes decisions to build, you know, the great companies that he's built. Answered like a true entrepreneur. And I think it's now a great time to get into the spotlight story. On each episode, I share an entrepreneurial journey to inspire our listeners, and I would love to hear your take on it. As I have someone on the show who has experience in the world of music, I will now introduce the entrepreneurial journey of another musician entrepreneur in Justin Timberlake. Many remember him from either Instinct, the popular band of the 90s, or that Super Bowl halftime show, but he has been in the music business since 1998 and has since branched out into other areas. He has opened several restaurants, including the Southern Hospitality in New York City. He's launched a clothing line sold through Bloomingdale's with a friend. And he's even added a record label, 10 Min Records, to his portfolio. We're seeing YouTube sensation Esme Denters was the label's first artist. We've also seen him in movies as well. Rich, what do you take away most from Justin Timberlake's entrepreneurial story? Um, you know, this is a great, uh, he just embodies what it is to take advantage of your opportunities and see opportunities and jump on them when they present themselves, you know, like, um, I think the musician turned entrepreneurs are all very, um, uh, you know, just great stories and, and people that we should all kind of like, you know, learn from and, and embody because, you know, they build their career, but then they, they didn't like, they're not defined by that. They're not like caged by that. And as they've grown, you know, they're able to now take advantage of their network, of their wealth, of their, you know, whatever else it might be in order to then build out additional companies, build out additional things. Um, and, uh, you know, that's, I think what it's all about, you know, it's like, you can't just be focused on your one path. You always have to be open to the opportunities and changes and adapt your path, you know, through that. Um, so I think that's, that's something that's kind of like really important is like having a vision but not being very specific about all the steps to get there because you have to be open to where life is taking you. And if you really like need it to happen one way, it's going to be four times as hard of a journey than if you're open to, you know, the ways that, that your, uh, you know, life and your network and everything, you know, kind of evolve. Um, and you'll find a lot of opportunities that maybe you didn't, uh, you know, see an issue. I bet you if you, you know, asked Justin in, you know, the 90s, if he was going to build a clothing line to sell to Bloomingdale's, yeah. it's probably not the top of his mind. But, you know, as he grew and developed, he saw this opportunity and took advantage of it. Yeah, it's a great point. You know, you have your big goal in line, but you can't be stubborn on the way to get there. A lot of people you speak to, their downfall comes from staying stagnant, staying stubborn on something that you think could work. But times are obviously constantly changing and it is a crazy world, especially in the time yeah. of recording this episode here. But Absolutely. Rick, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I know the listeners are going to see all the value in your show. I love in the beginning how you resonated with people saying you weren't getting the promotions, you weren't getting the wages. You knew there's more in your tank, more to accomplish. I also liked how you talked about the hard times of entrepreneurship, which is I, I hope for every guest where you know you don't hear about how it was their third or fourth company, how they spent two years not doing anything, making the dream come true. And I also liked how you focused on monitoring employees more closely, because I think that's a very, very important part to company success. But it is time for the last word. And I also do this on my other podcast series, A Mental Health Break with Vincent A. Lancey too, because I want the listeners to really get to know all the guests I bring on. Is there something that you would like to share with everyone that we did not get to touch on yet today? 
Um, you know, I think it's just the, uh, you know, little bit that, uh, you know, as an entrepreneur, you know, like I said before, it can be, it can be a rough journey. It can be a, a lonely journey. Um, and I've always, you know, followed the mantra of like betting on myself and, you know, knowing that like, ultimately, like I have a clear vision and, um, you know, I'm going to put in the hard work to get there. Um, and I think that, uh, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs, when you get kicked down, it can, it can, you know, like, like I said, a couple of years ago, you know, four or five, whatever it was, um, I almost lost everything. And that was a really tough time and, and being able to, you know, continue to invest on yourself and continue to be like, you know, this is just, you know, a step down on my, you know, growth to the top of the mountain, you know, just always be, uh, willing to learn from, uh, the mistakes and learn from the, the, the growth and the struggle and just keep that vision going and, and make sure to just, to, to keep at it because, uh, resilience is, is definitely, you know, one of the, one of the best tools you can have as an entrepreneur. Very powerful last word. Thank you so much for the depth of that. Would you mind now please sharing your professional social media, the website, ways for our listeners to either request your services or follow your endeavors? Yeah, definitely. Please, you know, come connect with me, you know, follow me. Uh, we're really big on LinkedIn. So you can look up Tragic Media, Tragic Rich. Uh, I'm also on uh, Instagram, Tragic Rich. Uh, our website is tragic.media. Uh, please take a moment to check it out. It's a really fun site and you can kind of see a lot of the depth of services, the different brands that we've helped uh, from, like I said, from, you know, small single entrepreneurs with just an idea and a vision to, you know, large companies like Lego and, uh, uh, Pixar um, and, you know, all the great work we've done for them. So, you know, please check it out, connect with me. I love to, you know, uh, grow my network. And, you know, if anybody, you know, has questions around software development, need a little bit of help and just want, you know, some advice or anything, you know, happy to make the time to connect with anybody from the show and just, you know, uh, learn about their story and see, you know, if I might provide any advice or connect them with somebody in my network that might help them to, you know, grow on their journey. Be sure to check out all of his great content, and it is also social media time for the show, and we're on whichever platform you'd like to use. We're at That Entrepreneur Show on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook, and on Twitter, we're at Podcast by Lancey, so you have updates from this show and a mental health break. Of course, my handles are at Vincent A. Lancey for all social media and YouTube, and my website is vincentalancy.com. If you check out my books, DM me. I would love to hear from you. We have Mr. Lancy Talks Mental Health, Left for Dead, A Story of Redemption, and How to Transform Your Mindset When the Norm is Changed, all are on my website now. As always, I will end the show with an inspirational quote that certainly inspired me. And no, it will for you too. And this one is from today's Spotlight Stories entrepreneur, Justin Timberlake. He said it quite simply, quote, you cannot make a difference unless you're different. Thanks for listening. And I'll see you all on the next episode of That Entrepreneur Show.